What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another Best Of. I'm your host, Ryan Satin. And for those of you who weren't able to listen to every podcast that I did this week, don't worry. I'm not too mad about it. I'm a little disappointed, but I'm not mad. Just disappointed. But I still got you covered. We got you every week here with a Best Of where I'm going to give you a taste of everything that was in the podcast feed, starting with this week's Raw Roundup. Back to the Corbin JBL poker game. Tazawa has now run the table, and it leads to a match being set up for later in the night. But first, we get Austin Theory versus Dolph Ziggler. No cell phone for Theory, just a serious attitude, which he displayed throughout the entire match. Just really, just, it was nice to see Theory turn it up. And that's not like I'm saying he has it in the past or didn't already have that ability, but you can tell that he really wants to drive home the fact, and they all want to drive home the fact, that Theory's not a kid, that Theory's not a boy, he's not a blue chipper, he is someone who is a, a lethal competitor, a guy who can kick ass in the ring, a guy who's not taking shortcuts necessarily, but a guy who wants to beat someone's ass, beat up his competitor, make a name for himself, show people that he wasn't in the position that he was in because only Vin saw it in him. He wants to show everyone that it wasn't just you know, luck, that he had earned that spot he had been given before. And that really came through in this match. Dolph hit a fame-asser at one point, but Theory kicked out and fought back. Dolph hit a zigzag at one point, but Theory kicked out again, prompting a this is awesome chant. Ziggler got himself worked up for a sweet chin music, but Theory hit a roaring elbow on him instead, and the A-Town down. Rather than pinning him, though, he hit it one more time, then rained down punches and kicks instead of going for the pin. He then slammed Dolph into the ring steps and commentary table, and when he wouldn't stop slamming Dolph's head into the table, Theory got disqualified backstage officials run out to get him off and an angry theory walked to the back saying he ain't no damn kid okay so i'm gonna talk about what i think and then i'm gonna tell you how i've already seen that most people say i'm wrong <laughs> and i know that but i'm i'm, I'm i um, I am a stubborn man, so I, 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 there's been nothing that's been said that's made me feel like I was wrong here. However, there was a reaction that I heard later that that did kind of make me think that. But first, let me let me just get this out because it's my podcast, and I can talk about whatever I want on here. So if if we're trying to make up for Austin Theory looking like a total dumbass last week by cashing in on the United States champion, and then losing so he just totally wasted his money in the bank opportunity and looked like kind of dumb in the process you even heard the crowd chanting that was stupid it was the biggest criticism afterwards how stupid it made him look i would think that if you're trying to show a new attitude to your character i would think that new attitude should also include winning Rather than intentionally getting yourself disqualified from a match, you would clearly, you were like seconds away from winning. Why would you intentionally get yourself disqualified from a match that you're about to win 
just to beat someone up on the outside of the ring. You could win, prove your point that you're a winner, and still prove your point that you're an absolute savage who will take anyone out who stands in your way or anyone who looks at you like a kid. He still could have done that on Dolph Ziggler after the match, after he beat him, just toss him ringside and still do all of that and still accomplish every single thing that was accomplished there. But why not just let him win? Why wouldn't winning be important to his character? Winning should be the most important thing for his character. Everyone there should want to win. I realize you're sending a message. And we'll get to that later in the show too in the, at the end. But I just didn't understand why he couldn't still win. Shouldn't, if we're in the rebuilding process of theory, shouldn't that also include winning matches? Call me crazy. Next, in angry damage control, our backstage as Rhea walks up to offer herself as the final member of their team at War Games. This obviously makes damage control stoked. And we got the final participant. I laughed because a few, uh, a month ago, when I had Dakota Kai on Out of Character, I asked who her ideal you know, guest member would be if, if damage control were, on, were in the War Games match and they needed some other superstars on their team. And the person that she picked was Rhea Ripley. Said they'll need some muscle. Rhea's got history in the War Games cage. And what do you know, now we got Rhea Ripley in the War Games match. Oh, man. All right. This is going to be good. So, Team Damage Control is, is Eo Sky, Bailey, Dakota Kai, and then also Nikki Cross and Rhea Ripley. On the other side, we got Bianca Belair. We got Asuka. We got Alexa Bliss. And we got Mia Yim. Pretty stoked on this. This is looking good. This is looking good so far. We got one final spot. And like I said, I think Candice LeRae makes the most sense. And then we've got ourselves the makings of a classic War Games match for the women. Kick things off on the main roster in awesome fashion. I can't wait for this one. Gonna be pumped to watch this match. All right, next, here's a portion of this week's interview on Out of Character. With the way that happened and you coming back now, you know, is there anything from that month-long experience or what you dealt with after that that makes you approach this second run any differently at all? Uh, yeah, I really stick to myself. Um, uh, if I'm in the locker room with the boys. We do, you know what I'm saying? That's different. We all take it. And I'm very grateful. Because I haven't been to Raw, but the SmackDown locker room is just a great time, man. There's no egos in there. There's no – everybody wants everybody to succeed. Everybody wants everybody to do great. We we kick it. We, like, actually are, like, homies in the locker room. Um, and that's from – I wasn't experiencing that from before because I wasn't there long enough. But, like, I've heard from the past that, like, you know, sometimes – like the locker room wasn't the best place um, for certain people. And now it's, uh, there's, there's no problems in there. And I'm, and I'm very grateful for that. But like, we're at a point now where like, we just want to, we were gone for nine months and we haven't even been back for three months. That's so like, we're trying to 
rev back up everything that we're doing. And it's been working. Week after week, we get more and more opportunities, more and more experiences. We got the tag with, with Shinsuke. I mean, think about this. I was at Shinsuke's debut in Dallas. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, I mean, uh, or was it Dallas? Yeah, yeah, no, it was Dallas. With Sh- yeah, against Sammy. It was Sammy. Yeah. In I was Dallas, also there. I was at I was at that show in the fourth row. There's a picture of it that I posted on my social media. I'm at that show in the fourth row. To then, X amount of years later, be in a tag team match with him on SmackDown, it's like, come on, man. Like, the, the year after WrestleMania in 33, yeah, in Orlando, me and all my homies wore Shinsuke shirts, different Shinsuke shirts, to the NXT show. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> That's crazy, dude. To then, to then now we're, we tagged with him. It's like insane. Well, so that means, I mean, it's crazy how fast everything happens. If we're just like, then the rock matches eventually, then. If we got, we got, oh, yeah. that's what I need. That's what I need. <laughs> if we're checking things talent. off here, you know, I can tell I the talent. rocks the top of the totem pole there, the head of the table. Oh, yeah. I don't, the only, only problem is that I don't know how many. No, let me rephrase. I know for a fact Rock could wrestle every wrestle. He can in the shape to wrestle every WrestleMania for the rest of his life if he really wanted to. <laughs> But I don't know how many more matches he got left. Like, I'm just like saying, how hey, much hey, he, I'm just saying, if you how want, many if you, he wants to wrestle. If you need to have an unattainable, a, a difficult to attain goal, just put that one on Absolutely. there. You know, like you've gotten Absolutely. all these other yeah, ones off. You might as well put a, a, a one on there. You know. And I'm and I'm not kicking out of the people's elbow. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what the the what anyone what, what the book it was any of that. I don't care none of that. He hits the people's elbow. That's the finish. That's the match is over. Okay, so wait. You said, you said that the only goal you really have left is the Tonight Show. But when I was reading an article from when you were younger, you said that it. This is what the article said. It said, uh, after trying his luck in the NFL and maybe enjoying a few years wrestling in the WWE, AJ plans to run years, for governor man. as a Democrat. So. Are you? Yeah. Do, do you still have political aspirations, or is that a goal that you oh, kind of put on the back oh, I burner? Do. I do, but what I've realized from the political process as of recently, especially as recently as two days ago, is that like I, for example, in next weekend I have a camp food drive at the University of Maryland um, for a homeless shelter in the neighborhood uh, by the neighborhood I grew up in. Um, it's called Sarah's House, and every year for Thanksgiving. We do a food camp food drive um, for most of the people that live, like 80% of the people there are kids or like moms with kids getting away from, you know, domestic situations or maybe their house is burned down or maybe they can't afford to live there anymore. Whatever the reason may be that they're there. And um, I have done that for six years. And yet people will still tell me that I'm selfish and that I don't care about things and because they don't agree with me politically, right? Or they don't agree with me for, for one reason or another. I have distaste in my mouth about getting into politics because I actually want to get things done. And people that get things done um, are hated. The people that don't do anything, that just read random quotes from stupid texts and all types of other ways that they can get more attention on themselves, those are the people that are applauded in politics and to me i think that i can do more outside of politics now but eventually maybe one day i can be governor maybe i can uh, actually change things but people don't want change from their politicians they just you know want 
good quotes, and that's not what I'm about. Why, why is it you and your wife always find a way to take pictures of me when I'm down bad? <laughs> y'all don't got no pictures of me when I'm on the top rope. Y'all ain't got no pictures of me picking up multiple people and slamming the hell out of them. Y'all got pictures of me down, down bad, down trotting, on the ground, face deep in the mat. Y'all got pictures. I'm like, what's going on? I go to, I go, I t- my fiance likes going to wrestling. My wife likes going to wrestling shows with me, and I would say ninety five percent of the pictures that she takes at those shows. It's when the wrestlers is on the ground in front of us rather than the action in the ring. She finds it so funny to take a picture of someone just like on the ground like this at an indie show. Well, I'm glad that she took that picture to show that I was actually selling being knocked over the table and not just out there just laying around. <laughs> oh, man, it was so funny. You know what? I'm going to get to my last closing set of questions in a second. But another thing I saw about you in your in all the articles I read prior to WWE that I that I found interesting was uh I like that it said you did musical theater growing up uh do you think that you'd ever want to like do you think that you would ever want to do that again or your musical theater Absolutely. yeah you seem like someone who no, would want to do that on, still. Man. I gotta go I gotta get on Broadway what you talking about come <laughs> on man we gotta do that I was Officer Krupke all right in West Side Story classic only because West Side Story is obviously supposed to be about teenagers, and I was—I looked like I was an adult compared to everyone else, right? <laughs> so, so because so, I don't really fit the cruppy look. Yes. I don't. My face it doesn't scream cruppy as the last name. You know what I'm saying? But I was much bigger than everybody else, so I was the adult in the scene. Um, uh, I was also Bundles, the laundry man. In uh, Annie, in which I, uh, you know, made the most out of that role. Bundles and then the Laundry Man. Wait, wait, wait. When is Bundles the Laundry Man in Annie? He's not a real character okay. in the movie. <laughs> I was going to say, that character doesn't ring movie, a bell to me. In the movie, he don't exist. But on the, in the play, he's like, he's got like little funny jokes for a little orphan Annie and her friends while he's uh, taking her laundry away. Got right? it, got it, got it. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, and then I was uh, Big Julie in Guys and Dolls. Um, so, you know, and, and I also used to do the plays in church when I was a kid. So I'm always like doing uh, musical theater, uh, cause I can sing, I can rap, I can dance. And like, if my dancing on a scale of 10, I would rate it like an eight, but because I'm so big, it automatically qualifies as a 10. So I get away with a lot of things. I feel like you've got an inspiring life story that could be turned into like a musical one day, just to implant that I mind in so. your head. Because like you it had- would be hard to find the kid to play me that was so big though. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> fair point. Fair point. But I'm sure if you type in like "fat man" on MySpace, you'll find someone similar. You know, so possibly. <laughs> All right. Well, we've reached the end of the show here, but I like to end every uh, episode of the show with a segment that I like to call the finishing move, where I talk to my guests good about lights. their finishing moves. Yeah, it looks good, right? We did it good that time. I'm real proud of myself here. Things are happening. I'm, I'm proud of my director there. We, we killed it on that one. Uh, so you've got – is is your finishing move like that That world's strongest, world's strongest slam wasteland combo? Would that be like your finishing move right now? Nah, my, my real finish move is called the cash out. I've done it before on NXT, but I haven't had a chance to do it on SmackDown because we've only been 
uh, you know, trying to get that tag team finish over. You know what I'm saying? It's called the heavy hitter. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, my real finisher is called the cash out, in which I put them on my shoulders like a fireman's carry. I throw them up like AA. Like oh Cena, yeah, duh. okay, yes, yes. I drop down into a neck breaker. Okay, so who's your favorite person to have hit that move on, and why? Uh, favorite person to hit that move on? Yeah. I would probably say uh, Leon Ruff because uh, we did it at uh, my last show at uh, the Sausage Castle before I got re-signed to WWE. And he didn't have to come out and do that show, but he did. And I truly appreciate him for that. Also, the move you're looking at that you just throw it up on the screen, the world's strongest wasteland. Uh, you know, there's, a, there's this running joke. People did it to Roman for years, and it was completely stupid, where, like, they just pretend that you can't wrestle, right? Like, they just they, – they just – they just the fans for some reason pretend you can't wrestle. If I can't wrestle, please tell me how I did this move safely multiple times. Okay, NXT and SmackDown. Look at this. All right, oh, yeah. look at this move right here. The, the the amount of technique and strength that is required for this move. Let's just talk about it. That's all I'm saying. If you okay. can't wrestle, then I would like to see someone who 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 says that that can run up the ropes like you did the other day and jump Bingo. off of it. Like and here, here's another, here's another one. Here's what's really crazy about that one. I did that on Friday at SmackDown, right? I learned it four days earlier on Monday in the PC, never tried it before. And I was like, yeah, let me just see if I can do it. Da, da, da. Oh yeah, I can. So then I did it on SmackDown that same week. So you know, just give me a little bit of props. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, wait, so then you called it the world's strongest wasteland. Is wasteland. that, is that the official name for it then? That is the official name. You're paying homage to both of them? Yes, absolutely. Mark Henry is one person who, when I was released, was always there for me and always helping me, um, you know, try to get my foot back in the door. Um, And Mark is a very big guide in my career um, and in my life over the last two years. Um, I owe a lot to Mark, and I appreciate him a lot, so I always wanted to pay him homage. And I always thought Wade Barrett had the coolest finish. I always thought the Wasteland was like the coolest finish. And I, I don't for the life of me don't understand why someone hasn't stolen it from him yet as a finish. Well, uh, twofold on that. I completely agree with you. And But the internet has kind of like, there's like, it's like this split. Some people think it's the stupidest move ever. And some people think it's awesome. And when I was on here, like with him the other day, he was on the show a few weeks ago. And uh, I said the same thing. He was like, I know it's frustrating because it's on some of those like worst finishing move of all time lists. And like, I thought it was cool. Like I liked the move, yeah. you know, but so, he did say there's like, someone in NXT who's doing it now a little better than he did. He was saying like they added a little bit of extra oomph to it. That's like trying to use it. So you've got it's Santino's daughter. What's her name? Uh, I don't even know. I forget her name, but it's yes, yeah, the uh, Santino's daughter who does it. And he was like, he, I, I hadn't. He says that she does it well. So you got a little bit of competition there. Hey man, I, I I'm glad because it deserves it deserves its space. It's so funny to me. People will be like, the heavy hitter's not a finish. I'm like, oh really? Okay. Well, let me put you on my shoulders, six feet in the air. Let Tahuti drop kick you in the side of your head. And then let me spin you around and drop you to the cold, hard ground and tell me you'll get up in three seconds. <laughs> that's like that's like I saw the other day, the, and then we'll finish up with more question here, but I saw the internet being like, oh, Indy Hartwell want a match with a superplex? And I was like, that would hurt so bad to get hit with a superplex. Bro, I, when, that, when that happened, I was like, 
if if I was in that match with her, if that wasn't supposed to be the finish, it was when I hit the match. And I'm not taking no more bumps after that. Lastly, here's a portion of the SmackDown Roundup. Ricochet versus Mustafa Ali. That was next in the show. SmackDown World Cup match. Make sure you're watching the World Cup on Fox. Cheap plug there. Gotta make sure that I let the people know. World Cup on Fox. Make sure you're checking it out. Uh, But the SmackDown World Cup, which is wrestling, not soccer, uh, featured Ricochet versus Mustafa Ali. Ali was nursing injuries from his battle with Bobby Lashley as footage is shown of him being cleared earlier in the day. Ali pulled off a wild backstabber from the top rope in this match, which you'd think would be a bad idea if you have hurt ribs, but it looked cool nonetheless. There was also another cool spot too where Ali dove onto Ricochet outside the ring, but Ricochet rolled through and hit a Michinoku driver. The finish saw Ricochet land a shooting star press on a standing Ali for the win. Cool finish. I just, my main takeaway from this, because it made, of course, Ricochet should have advanced here. Um, Ricochet is a SmackDown talent as opposed to a Raw talent like Mustafa Ali, who seemed to be filling in for uh, an injured Rey Mysterio, is what I had read online as a possible report. Um, But beyond that, I do think that when it comes to baby faces on SmackDown, Ricochet is someone who has the potential to be one of the top ones there if played correctly. If done right, Ricochet can be uh, one of the top baby faces on the SmackDown roster. So having him advance was a smart call. And I also really want to see Braun Strowman versus Ricochet because of Ricochet... Excuse me, because of Braun talking crap on social media recently about flippy wrestlers. Uh, And so we even saw later in the show Ricochet confronting Braun Strowman and and, and mentioning the flippy comments that, that, that Braun had said on social media. And I believe commentary said they'll have more on that next week so it's it's interesting to me that they're making his real life comments into a canon thing on the show it might help him a little bit though if it makes it look like it was all an in-character plan all along that'd be smart because if they make it into that he can always just say hey you know i was just for the story because i knew i ricochet was someone i was wrestling next and it would add to our match but I really want to see Ricochet and Braun Strowman put on a banger. Just a banger. One that everyone is wowed by. So that Ricochet can say, yeah, I did that. Look at me. I'm wrestling a giant. And we still put on a banger. And also, so that it can make Braun Strowman understand how dope a flippy match can be. So I really want to see those two. And backtracking to the actual Ricochet versus Mustafa Ali match. I just want to see more matches like this on WWE TV. I like when there are two guys just going balls to the wall like these two were. Obviously, they had to have a little bit of reserve because there's no reason to go all out when the it's you know still the the you know the, the first round of the tournament. And also, I think you need to save those all out moments for for when they're needed. You need to build to that. Plus, Ali was supposedly you know nursing injuries but i think that 
really like what I mean by that though is just like fresh matchups that are competitive where where you're seeing innovation, where you're seeing interesting moves, where you're seeing stuff you couldn't see anywhere else. And that's what Mustafa Ali and Ricochet bring to the table for sure. They're both innovators. They're both guys that are going to wow you no matter what when they're in the ring. They are always going to show up and show out. So having them against each other here, reminiscent of their, I think, 205 Live days, I think I was, I was into it. Or was it 205 Live or main event? One of the two when he cut that promo and... They had those series of matches. Main event. It was main event. Um, but still, I think that this is the kind of action that people want to see. Uh, NXT was a great example of that. Um, you'd see in NXT the indie style of wrestling and how over it was with big audiences and how it grew the audience and this small crowd. You know, These small shows turned into such a big thing. And I think that if you um, have more action like what you saw in NXT on SmackDown. I think that's smart because with you know with Fox and it being more of a sports vibe, I think you want to have that ultimate competitive fast-paced match. And you you can save the big guy stuff uh, for Raw or the more classic sports entertainment stuff for Raw, but I do think that if you have a majority of like fast-paced matches between guys like Sami Zayn and Butch, guys like Mustafa Ali and Ricochet. I do think it'll draw people into the show more and want to come back if they're going to be seen. Guys like Gunther, guys like, um, you know, uh, excuse me, like Shinsuke Nakamura, like Santos Escobar, like, you know, these people who are in the tournament and not. Um, I think that they will, even though, you know, obviously Gunther's not flying around the ring, I do think that. You know, he has these matches that wow you because he's such a presence in the ring. And I think that this combination of like wowing the audiences with guys who did something on the indies, um, made a name for themselves on the indies, uh, can pay off in the long run, much like it did for NXT and keep the classic sports entertainment to Monday Night Raw, which is kind of what it's been seeming more and more of lately. But I really noticed it tonight uh, in this SmackDown where you saw guys like Pete Dunne and, excuse me, Butch and Sami Zayn and Ricochet and Mustafa Ali. All right, that's it. I'm done. Officially tapping out for now. Before I get out of here, make sure that you subscribe to this podcast feed. If you enjoyed this little taste of the roundups, you'll get full Raw and SmackDown roundups every week. So make sure you subscribe to this podcast feed and check those out. Put a lot of work into them, so I hope that you're enjoying them. And if you are enjoying them, make sure you leave a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. I think you can only leave an actual review on Apple Podcasts, but leave a, a rating on Spotify. Just let people know you like this show, please. I want more people to listen to it. <laughs> also, make sure that you subscribe to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. That's where you can find Out of Character every Wednesday on video. So go subscribe to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. There's also clips from Ron Smackdown there. There's clips from Out of Character. There's YouTube shorts. There's a community tab. Everything that you would want out of a YouTube channel in wrestling is there on the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. So go make sure you subscribe and also follow WWE on Fox on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We're on all of them, so make sure 
you are following us there. All right, you go have a great Sunday, and we'll be back Monday, tomorrow, to talk about Monday Night Raw once over.